obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring, you know, our gold medals to to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area. And you could feel that there at that game. Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports Without the Politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. Uh, we're joined by Gil and Anna and C4. And uh, we're going to, we're I think, finally live on Facebook. So sorry, I was just testing that part out. We're doing our Halloween special. Um, if you're live on Twitch, you can see lots of additional uh, things. Um, and um, uh, it, it should be kind of fun. Different spooky characters will pop up. Um, and uh, so welcome. I want to welcome all the Twitch people uh, live already in chat. Uh, we've got uh, Ant Dog and Kalaska and Carly and CT, uh, and we've already had tons of great guests. Um, uh, also, you know, Champ and uh, Dujanay, who'll be on later, uh, T Dog as well. So, big shout out to all the people on Twitch. I'm going to share it to our Facebook communities in just a second here. Uh, we are live, um, and you can actually see scoreboards uh, if you're checking us out. Um, on uh on twitch you can see that this boston uh, game versus washington has uh, been pretty brutal uh so far um and uh yeah so it's 117 uh to 101 uh, they've actually been coming back in this game if you could believe it uh but it's still two minutes 19 seconds left it doesn't look good for us and then uh texas against arizona texas is up three nothing uh in their game and so we'll be watching uh that world series game all night um and uh so yeah but we have the power play point podcast the full crew with us uh today um we've got gil and anna who just did a wonderful podcast you can go check it out i did the link in chat also sports thp.com click the podcast partners uh you can uh, check out their podcast it's also they're both on team sports thp so i appreciate both of them for being on the show together and we have c4 so we have the, the trifecta uh once again together it's been a long time since we've gotten all of you guys on one show so uh, i'm excited about that we've got a big you know, first full week of, you know, hockey where we're just, you know, into it. It's not the season premiere anymore. We're, you know, we're starting to get going. They had four games. Uh, so a bigger test for us this week. We, we talked about we didn't know what to kind of make of the first couple of games. Uh, and this would be a, a better test. Um, let's, so we'll start off, uh, Anna, with the Toronto game. And then we'll, um, uh, I want to give get you a chance to give your scoring thoughts and then uh, Gil and C4 get their thoughts as well. But I do want to just introduce everybody to chat. So Gil, how are you doing tonight? 
<clears throat> well, I'll uh, full disclosure. Um, I'm uh, battling a little something, a little tickle in my throat. So if I sound a tad bit out of it, uh, a little uh, very white action going on. Uh, that that would be why. But uh, yeah, um, I hope everybody watching live uh, appreciates uh, our our efforts. Um, I myself, I'm a uh, doing my best impression of a sweaty hockey player. Um, and uh, <laughs> Robbie, of course, is Waluigi. Yes. And um, I believe C4 is a drunk hockey fan. <laughs> nice. And uh, Anna is a uh, is a tired, under caffeinated teacher. I believe. Yes. <laughs> I, I like now that I'm looking. I like I said. I feel like a sprocket, but because of what I'm wearing. But I. But yes, cheers and uh, tired teacher. That just comes au naturel. So we'll let it go. <laughs> I understand. It's a busy and crazy time when you work at a school. I know that tomorrow is Halloween, which is one of my favorite days and why I wanted to make a big deal on the podcast tonight. Um, it's probably my favorite holiday just to you know see the kids all excited. And uh, it's the day where I get to film all the kids dressed up and do a parade and take pictures of the parade. And I'm going to uh, surprise Zach actually by um, volunteering in his homeroom after the parade. Uh, so oh, that'll cool. be really uh, nice. kind of fun. Nice. Um, and, uh, and then tomorrow I get to do trick-or-treating and it'll be Zara's first time ever trick-or-treating so it's gonna be a little bit cold uh, but i'm so excited for her uh for that uh if people want to see any videos uh, on my instagram and also on my facebook i did a, a cute video of the kids going to a costume party so if you want to see their costumes uh you can check it out there they dance to a lot of music and i did a a, a reel on uh that and then i also did a bunch of posts uh because they're both super mario characters one is donkey kong and the other is princess peach and uh <laughs> so i was talking about if they were in training for smash brothers what would it look like and they're doing like a burn boot camp in costume and then zach also did karate class in costume so i took clips of both of those if people want to see halloween content they can go check out my instagram uh for all of that um and uh but i do love halloween and i'm excited for tomorrow uh but let's get into it uh and i go through the scoring the toronto game i think is actually we played really well but unfortunately, on the score sheet, it looks lopsided the other way. But uh, break down the scoring for us, and then I would definitely get Gills and C4's thoughts on it. Oh, 100%. But you know what? I had more information, to be honest, about the Canadians game. Um, when it came down to the Toronto game, I literally was like, we lost. And the only goal was for the captain at 1949 with the power play goal. I mean, yeah. it just really was one of those things where... Uh, I wish I had more to say, but I, there's just not, there were just wasn't, a, I can't say it was a terrible game. I can't say it was a great game. Um, I was just, like I said, on power play, I was just glad to not hear anything about Ryan Reeves. And so to me, that was a plus, but this, this is a hard game. You know, it was kind of a meh game in my opinion. So unfortunately, Robbie, I'm sorry, but I don't have like all of that. No, that's fine. I actually, I'll be <laughs> honest, I was a bit the same way where I, um, you know, I have to put my children to sleep. And if the game is not close, it's hard for me to turn it on. Uh, yeah. But I did go back and watch the almost the whole game, which the thing about YouTube TV is you can kind of skip ahead and, and yeah. walk through it. Um, it was rough because Gil, I think that they actually outplayed them for big parts of the game. Uh, and, if, you know, I was watching Janaea talks uh, caps and she was, you know, talking about this game specifically. And if it's expected goals for and allowed, you know, it's, 
it shouldn't have been the way that it was. But Gil, what were some of your takeaways on this game? Well, I yeah, I mean, what what we mentioned on uh, our latest episode is basically it came down to a lapse in the second period uh, that totaled maybe less than two minutes, not even 90 seconds where uh, they just forgot to play. I mean, otherwise, if you look at anything other than the scoreboard, um, they got Rasmus Sandin shots on goal, 38 shots on goal. Okay, Face off just a hair under uh, 50%, not bad. Power play actually scored a goal, one for three. Um, you know, it wasn't a big hitting game, but, you know, they were physically into it. So, again, you look at everything other than the scoreboard, they look like, like Anna said, like they should have dominated, but, you know, all it takes is just a lapse, uh, uh, you know, that, and and Toronto is on you, like uh, fleas on a dog. So, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I totally missed the game. So I really have nothing to contribute. I was had something else going on that night. So, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, unfortunately, Ovechkin, I didn't see it. Ovechkin basically almost outshot the entire team. <laughs> and yet yeah, you couldn't get a win. So people were talking about, oh, is Ovechkin washed up? I mean, he's putting up that many shots. I mean, very uh, few no. players this entire season will put up as many shots as he put in up there. He was one away from his record, Gil, in a single game. So, yeah. like, um, right. so like, I mean, it sucks that we lose, but it, it definitely shows people that he's got something left in the tank, you know, or at least yeah. the, the drive, you know, that people were missing in the first couple of games. Yeah. It's but... nice to see him starting to come back from that. Um, I noticed it in Minnesota Well, I was at the wild game, which we'll talk about later, but. Um, it's nice to see him starting to pick up his game again and start getting his head in the game. Yeah. Um, Gil, any final thoughts on this one before we move on to the next game? I, you know, I, I think the caps, this might've been another example of the caps, uh, letting adversity get to them a little bit, maybe too much. Um, Ovechkin appeared to actually scored his first of the year earlier in the game. Um, and uh, it got called back due to goaltender interference. And um, yeah, he he uh, literally uh, crashed the net. Um, if you saw replays, you'll know what I'm talking about. But um, he I don't think he made that much contact with the goalie. But, you know, they called it back anyway. Could have gone either way. But, you know, the Toronto office, conveniently enough, called it back. And uh, yeah, it, it was. I, I think the Caps had some fight in them still, obviously. They finished the period with um, 17 shots. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think it was a too much of a letdown. They, they couldn't recover from that. So that, I think they have to learn to better deal with adversity. Yeah. All right, let's just move on. I mean, because I don't really have a whole lot more to add to it other than it was kind of fun to watch Danae's breakdown and watch Steve Dangle's breakdown because, you know, she referenced him in hers. And uh, I, I enjoyed uh, that, even though we lost. Because, I mean, I've always enjoyed Toronto as kind of my secondary East Coast team just because I've always looked up to Steve. And I can't believe he's in his 17th season. Because, I mean, if you look at it, we're we're doing season eight. But, like, I was inspired <laughs> by him you know, you know, that many years ago. So uh, he's been doing it for such a long time. Um, and uh, so I enjoyed watching those replays and, and the highlights and all that sort of stuff. And then uh, welcome to Tina to chat as well. Um, and so uh, let's get into Anna, just break down the next game. Oh, sure thing. And this was I, actually, I, I was quite excited about this one because uh, 
I know there's been a lot of controversy about Anthony Mantha. So here we go. Uh, first period, he gets his first at 637 with assist by Protus, who I also happen to love. So I know there's, mm-hmm. there's some haters out there. There's some people who are not quite happy. I, I do like them. Um, God, but man, Dylan Strom, how can you not love Dylan Strom these days? Aww. Right? I, I Hands down. I mean, Cheryl, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, yeah. God, he is fucking on fire. Uh, he gets number three at 1552. And then Milano gets his first at 1728. Which That's my boy just, right there. Who does? Oh, Milano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, assisted by Oshi and Kuzi. And then the Caps are up 3-1. And who isn't excited? I mean, look, we're just like all on the edge of our seats, right? Um, and then the second about- period. What's that? I said, and then the second period. <laughs> yeah. And then womp womp. And yeah. then we have uh, the devil score four times. So here's the crazy thing is four it's, times. Still, it's just still yeah. the same goal. So now at this point, there's now seven goals scored in one net. Yeah. And none in the other. It's Gail. It's the most remarkable thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that is really odd. Gail. Talk. Yes. Of, do you want to say it now, or do you want to wait till after about what we what you said yesterday? I had no idea that it was all like at one end. Yeah. I well, first of all, I I love this game. It was, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Too much Barry White. Sorry. Um. <clears throat> sorry. Um. I'm. I'll try to. Uh. Yeah. No. It was. Uh. Yeah. The all of the goals literally were scored in one net, one side of the rink. Because first three, all in the same period, no answer from the Devils. Second four, second period, all Devils, no answer from the Caps. Last period, three more by the Caps, no answer from the Devils. So all in the same net, all in the same side of the rink. So <laughs> if you... Did you see the stat that that's the first time in NHL history that this has ever happened? I do not yeah. doubt that for one yeah, single so here, solitary here's the, moment. Here's the that stat. I love wild. I love wild stats. So the stat yeah. is it's never been a three or more goal deficit in the first, followed by a three or more goal de- deficit the other way in the second, followed by a three or more goal deficit going <laughs> the, the back the original way. And so they got four and one. So they even did more than they needed to, but like Jeez. Holy moly! Never happened before. So I mean, they were playing. They were playing ping pong with bazookas <laughs> out there. I mean, but you like crazy. you want you want a really scary stat. Uh, we we mentioned this on on the podcast. Yeah. So they were they're playing the Devils, right? So <laughs> right. Ovechkin's Ovechkin's assist in his game. The the assist that he got on. I am looking Strom's goal. Okay, his third assist of the year. His and remember, they're playing the Devils. It is his 666th career. I did assist. see that. I did see that somewhere. Yeah, that's crazy. That that game is just crazy. That's it's the game so, that should be played. To, should have been played tomorrow. Right. Yeah. It's just cursed, or like on a Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know because we, have, you know, but like <laughs> it, it's it was the craziest game because I felt so bad. It's also the first game ever for our, our goaltender who just yeah. won, you know, in, in Hershey. You know, so like, how does uh, how 
how is this your first game in yeah NHL? I don't know it's your uh, first but- game your first win and like holy shit like all of this uh, it was but good on the caps for not folding right because going down four goals in the second they could have been like you know we're playing two two days they're back to back or they were like two and three days either way they were back to back they're back to back so you know could have easily folded and the resilience of the team to pick up this young goaltender and you know but talk about him i know that you've watched him a lot um c4 you know in hershey Mm -hmm. and they won the championship with him speak to this being his first game but not young that's no he's 27 yeah 27 i forget they're all young to me but you're right in comparison (laughs) i could be his mom but yeah yeah, he's just been, I mean, he's very, he doesn't seem to get rattled a lot. Um, he doesn't seem to let, like when he, I, I missed the first two periods, but or the, I saw the end of the second period and then the third period, but he did not look rattled at all by those four goals. He just went out there and he, he's having fun, but he looked, he was very all business. He's like, this is my job. I'm going to get it done. And, you know, yes, I'm going to have fun doing it. I think the boys played really well in front of him in the third period as well. Um, I did see a lot of good defense. But just having watched him in Hershey a couple of times and then watching that last game in the Calder Cup final, I mean, he was just lights out. And, you know, he was playing like he had something to prove. You know, he's like, I am good. I am a good goalie. I won the Calder Cup. I deserve to play this game. Now, whether he gets to play up again this year or not, I don't know. I mean, a lot of it's going to depend on Lynn, you know, Linder and, and Kemper staying healthy. But I think he earned a spot if, you know, one of them goes down, bring him back up, you know. Um, yeah. What an asset to have. Which kind of presents Just... a problem for Hershey because Stevenson is not as good. He's a decent goalie, but he's not. But it's it's good as, in the sense that he gets some playing I mean? time by you know it is having to force him to play more, you know. So right, it is yeah, what it is. So, they they just I mean, won the cup, so I mean I, I'm all about yeah. developing talent. I'm not too upset, you know. If you know he needs some time, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I think he's deserved a chance to play up here again if he gets the chance. Oh, for sure. No, I was. The chance. I, so I, I mean, he's. What a crazy! Yeah, that was. It was. I love stories like <laughs> it was that. Was insane. I mean, like you, just, was, you can't. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hockey up. has and... the most interesting. Versus, like comparison wise, I see a Missy Hippie join the the thing where in football, like some of these officiating calls, you know, late in games can really uh, change a lot of you know the momentum and stuff. But like hockey is such a pure sport, it's really hard to fake it in hockey. I mean, yes, I guess you could call dives and penalties differently in that sport too, but. Um, just the storylines of the you know that that get somehow sucked into them. You know, I I don't know. It's um, it's pretty great. Anyone else have any final thoughts on this Devils game before we move on? Um, I'd like to say something. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think the best thing about this game. I'll let Robbie finish his drink because what I'm about to say, he'll spit it out. <laughs> the best thing about this game, the Hughes brothers. We stopped their mission from not from God. Yes. <laughs> we yes, we stopped their mission from the devil. Oh my God. You posted that in the chat. I nearly busted a guy. I nearly fell over. I'm so done. 
Marcus and I were on the phone. Uh, that's pretty funny. I, it's crazy stuff. that they're both on that team, though, right? Exactly. And they have such I amazing know. chemistry together, you know, and I'm like, oh, crap. Like, that's but, like, how problem. do you have, like, those two on one team and then another brother on, on another NHL team? Yeah. It, good good well, genes. I mean, look at the Stroms. You've got Dylan Strom plays for us. His brother, is it Matt, plays for Hershey. Or- or how many stalls were and there? There's, you know? <laughs> and then his their other brother, I think the older brother, plays in Anaheim. How many stalls yeah. were if you got a bathroom? <laughs> well, that's true. You got, yeah. Them. Right, exactly. Was there five um, of them or something? Well, there four were four of them. of them, yeah. Yeah, four, yeah. And, like, of that generation, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's other there generations, go. too. Um, so... Uh, absolute madness. But anyway, all right, let, well, let's get into the next games. I do want to talk about next week too, but we could talk about these games all day. I'm just so happy we have a win streak. So, I mean, people haven't gotten, I was at why that we're game. so, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I almost feel like Cheryl Ann, you should recap this game. If yeah, yeah. Not, Cheryl Ann, you, 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 you want to <laughs> yeah, do it? you were there. Sure, That's why not? So why? fantastic. Why not? I was, yeah, it was fantastic. Tommy. And, well, <laughs> Tommy. A power play. No, was it a power play? No, no it, was, it was a shorthanded goal. Short-handed. It was a shorthanded, shorthanded goal. I, I have it open in front of me over here on the other screen. But so let me say this. Our seats were originally in the 400s, and we had friends that somehow got four seats in the 100s. And the two people, I guess, that were supposed to come with them didn't come. So we got to sit down there with them in 113. So that's why I sent oh, an wow. updated pic. So that's why some of the pictures were, like, closer than the original few I sent. <laughs> So to open it up, 217, Rossi scores, assisted by Flingo and Johansson. And we're like, oh gosh, here we go. There's again, the other team scores the first goal. I think New Jersey was the only game so far that that hasn't happened, right? But then at 949, Wilson, it was like, a, it was beautiful. I mean, he's, and I loved it that he didn't stop skating. He had the puck. He brought it into the zone, took it to the net, and boom, in it went. Now, I'm actually going to pull up the replay to make sure I'm right calling it correctly because I was so very excited. So, yep, yep. So, rebound. Wilson gets it out. There he No, wait. Yep, here it goes. So, McMichael passed it to Wilson. Wilson just shot it. I love that they didn't stop skating too often. Yeah. I've seen them, especially on short when we're on the, the stopping, sh- yeah, on the penalty kill. They get it into the other, the zone and stop sh- stop skating. They didn't stop skating. Michael made a beautiful pass to Wilson. Boom, and it went. And then a power play goal at seventeen fourteen by our boy Dylan Strom. It was amazing, and I can't remember if it was in. The, nobody scored in the second period. I believe. Actually, I think, was it the second or the third period? We thought Ovi scored, and they called it offside, and it was not offside. Yeah. It was not yeah. offside. He was clearly not offside. But they called it back. So Hartman scores at a minute 16 in the third period. Nobody else scores. We go to overtime. Nobody scores in overtime. On to the shootout. Koozie with his little crawl actually missed. Yeah. I was surprised he actually missed. But again, you got to remember who was in goal. Did he miss? I I actually didn't watch uh, this. Did he miss the net or was it saved? 
Uh, actually, I believe it was saved. Actually, it was saved. But yeah. it was saved. But you got to remember who's in goal. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's fine. I just was curious because the flower was in the flower. Was yeah, in goal. Fl- he was. Uh, I have to admit, like as much as I, I have a great deal of respect for him. I really, you do. have to, because like I, he was, he was fantastic. He's uh, he's had our number for years. Yes, so he yes. he proved it. The which hence why it went so long in the shootout because he was right. on it. But, and I will tell uh, you, we still got Kemper, the last laugh with getting to raise Kemper, the cup over him. Fuck yeah, so. that's that's true. That's <laughs> yes, true. Anyway, yeah, I do it. So then, Zuccarello. Right <laughs> yep, Zuccarello comes on, saved by Kemper, and Kemper played very very well this game. He played yes, he really did. well this game. Next one, Oshi, chewing right. We're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Nope, saved. <laughs> Kaprizov, Kemper saved it. Backstrom. Okay, here we go. He may not be 100% yet. He's probably about, I'd say, Nick, speaking of Backstrom, I'd say he's probably right around 90%. He's, but he's a lot closer to 100% than he was last year when he came back. Nope, saved. Jay Erickson. Yeah. Saved. Yeah. Strong. Save. Hartman. Save. Ovi. <laughs> no surprise. Save. Yeah. Market Mojo. Save. Milano, save. I'm so Rossi. happy they saved on Mojo. If he had won it for them, I would have been so mad. Oh, anyway. like, no. Oh. Like, no, 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 no. Especially because no. earlier in the no. game, he didn't Absolutely. get one either, you know? And so, yeah. And he had, yeah, he had more than one shot on goal, too. Yes, I know. And we're like, absolutely not. He cannot win this game. We're like, come on, Darcy. We're like, boo. Oh. I mean, the whole arena sighed with relief. Yeah, I'm not I'm kidding. Sure. You just heard the, I mean, boom. That was the story right there. I was like, oh, shit. You yep. know, anyway. <laughs> yep. Milano saved. Rossi saved. Carlson, of all people, got it in. Shot it. I think it was. I, I think he shot it high. It was got great. It, it was beautiful. And then Maroon saved. And game over. We win. Arena erupts into cheers of joy. Yeah, I, I, I know that Gil and I don't, I, Gil and I don't like it, but I'm sure it was a crazy experience to be at one that goes that oh deep God. into it. You know, like yeah. just the stress levels. Because I've been to a plenty of shootouts. I don't think I've ever gone one that got into the eighth round. And um, I haven't either. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's um, intense. Yeah, the, yeah. But a uh, drunk hockey fan. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Gil, what are some of your thoughts on this uh, wild affair? I. Uh... I, I love the game. You've been around me too much, Robbie. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I love the game. I think the Caps kept up uh, a great uh, great level of intensity all 60 minutes. Alan May post-game called this uh, probably the most complete game they played all season. Um, small sample size, but yeah. Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't let the first goal get down. So a uh, good answer from games past. Um, I love uh, special teams really stood out in this game. I mean, what, yeah. what else can you say? Everybody, everybody you expected to do well, did well, um, including, in, you know, the, the goaltending and the defense, you know, you know, and, and Tom Wilson, you know, forced his will on, on people, which is what we need him to do. Yes. And uh, that was uh, uh, a spoiler alert, bit of a bone of contention in episode 233 of the Power Play Point podcast. <laughs> and um, Anna's trying very hard not to strangle me through the screen. But yeah, <laughs> I have a slow, what, 
finger, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a slow burn over there. But yeah, we have a, a bit bit. of a discussion about Did that. Scratch yeah. the nose a little bit there. A little was, bit. Yeah, this, this <laughs> was probably easily Tommy's best game, and and yes. great that he lead leads the way. Um, which goes and into wait, the next 300. game. Oh no, that's the next one. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. that that was the oh, next one. Oh, I got one, too excited. Yeah. Sorry. This was the preview. <laughs> well, like I said, this this set up the next game. But yeah, everybody. I don't think anybody really had a bad game uh, in this one. Yeah. No, I think I agree. I was. It was a lot of fun to watch. The crowd was into it. Um, it was just a lot of fun to watch. All right, so I'll ask you guys this because now you've you've seen a win this year. I've been so back and forth on whether I'm going to spend a lot of money on tickets for my birthday because the first week I was like, oh boy, do I want to spend you know crazy money? And you know, I I've done that where I've gotten nice tickets and lost on my birthday, and it's not fun. And then <laughs> then this week it seemed a lot more fun. And you know, going to that game C four, I'm sure, um, you know, mm-hmm. was well worth it. Um, I've got one more I, going to this year. Do I th- I could throw a party with my friends. We could watch it here. I get to spend some of it with my you know, family. Yeah, I have no regrets. I've watched plenty of Caps games and thrown parties around them for birthdays in the past. Or go with Liz and then you know, get a, a babysitter or something. Um, what what are your guys' gut feelings on this team at least two weeks in? Do you think I wait a couple more weeks to make this decision? Who, are, I... who, who are the what are the opponents? Or who uh, it's going to be it's, it's Rangers on a Saturday no. night. Oh, it's go. always oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're always absolutely no. go. Win or lose, those games. <laughs> no, no, it's a Saturday so night. Fun. It's a Saturday I've night. Been game. To Ranger, I've been yeah. to Ranger games. Win or lose, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. So go. You, it, you, you, all right. So C four says go. Gil, what do you say? Okay, so to reverse my quote from the episode uh, from Elton John, yes, sat, that Saturday night will be all right for fighting. Uh, <laughs> So, yes, do please go. The Rangers are always good copy. They're always good for some entertainment. And what what have we said all along this whole season? They may not win a whole lot of games as much as we used to, but they are going to be very much fun to watch. And yeah. I think Absolutely. that'll be worth Enjoy the price the of admission. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. You think so? All right. All right. I will go. I was, I was trying to put in for t- the tickets I sat last year on my birthday, the ones that were like that sweet and things, but he's not getting back to me. And so I may just, you know, buy different tickets, but um, uh, that was a great experience not to be duplicated. I mean, we're in our blacks. We win to birthday first time in those luxury seats. I was like, it'd be hard to, to replicate that, but <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd be willing to try. Uh, so um all right. Well, that, that that helps me a lot. So thank you for walking me through that. Uh, Anna, any more thoughts on this game before we get into the next one? No, I feel the same as C4 and, and Gil. I, I I felt like this was Tommy's best game. So, of course, like I'm a little bit partial, but um, I loved it. And I think this it's exactly what, you know, Kemper haters needed to see. Um the potential and yeah. the goalie and the and the skill and you know he has it and people just need to like calm down pump the brakes stop being assholes and and you know let him do his thing but i was i was right. i was happy for tommy because i think we need to see that oh yeah, yeah for sure he needs to get going i'm yeah. just so happy that like 
the person we're talking about this week is Strom, not Ovechkin. Like, cause you know, I, yeah. I want Ovi to get his goals and I still think that he will get hot at some point, but we need somebody else to carry the team for large stretches at this part of his career. And so yeah, um, 100%. it's going to be different. And, well, and, it's, it's, would, yeah. and that and may was... actually help. Uh, sorry, sure. I didn't no, go. cut you off. Um, I was going to say, like, I, I just think that like, actually that may help Ovechkin uh to take the spotlight off you know and put it on strom put it on somebody else so that he can do uh what he does and and exactly you know like a just god let him just play hockey let him let him show his skill (laughs) thank you and let him do what alex ovechkin does and boom like that's it. it it's like stop talking about it stop focusing on it we've got you know he's not the only person on the team however he is our captain everyone is expecting you know this this level here but it's like come on you know uh let him do his thing let him shine but there are other players that we can focus on and you know what alex Sebastian can give a shit he yeah doesn't need to be in the spotlight yes one of my things i was screaming about last year and gil i think i talked to you this other players are allowed to score yes other players are allowed to shoot obi is not the only one allowed to shoot (laughs) in the power play he is not the only one allowed to shoot when he's out there five on five other players are allowed and need to shoot and we've seen that in the minnesota game and, you know, I've been looking at the shots on goal reports and we're starting to, I'm starting to see an uptick in players other than Obi shooting the puck. And I like it and I want to see more of it. And that, again, like you said, Anna, will get in that spotlight off. It will relieve some of the pressure. Obi can do out and do Obi things and he will yep. get eventually get that record. You know, yeah. it may take a little longer, but he will get it. But again, the focus can't be on that record. The focus needs to be on the team as a whole. Absolutely. Yeah, whenever he's trying to go for any of these millions of records, we've watched him break, right? It's always when the pressure is on it, it doesn't happen. When he doesn't think about it, he scores like two hat-trick games and blows yeah. right by the record, you know, you know, yeah. or you know, or right after the when record. When we're not even done, paying attention, you know, right? Exactly. So, you know, it's that's how it has to be, you know, because you can psych yourself out and it's a game of inches, you know, and they're skating at yeah. these crazy speeds and, you know, it just has to get out of his head and just play. And he's exactly. been doing and he's did that this to last that. week much better than he did the week before. Oh, sure. so much yeah. better. So yeah. much better. And the whole team is playing better because of it. And, yeah, and we were also... at the, Cal- the difference between him at the Calgary game and him at Minnesota oh, yeah. was almost night again in the Minnesota game. And I was at both of those games it was almost night and day. Yeah. I mean, there were still times and I'm like, Obi, what are you doing? But <laughs> it was a lot better than when we were playing in, in Cavs. Absolutely. And, and to be totally fair, Cavalry. like they're still learning a new system, right? You know, it's not like it's the same. I know right. it's the same players. And I think to the naked eye, it's like, oh, they're doing the same sorts of things. But I'm sure behind the scenes, you know, these plays get tweaked and are taught differently yeah. under different head coaches. Um, and- you know, and I don't expect people to even be able to pick that up if they're watching it, you know, but right, I can assure know. you that, that this style is going to be different. It's going to be similar to the previous one. You know, they're, they're going to play to the player's strengths, obviously, right. but there's going to be and wrinkles. That's something Laviolette didn't yeah. do toward the end. 
Yeah, well, I think you just kind of. I think Carberry's been doing a better job of finding what players can do and play, letting them play that game. Now, there's a lot of old habits that need to be broken. Like I said, getting into the zone and stopping, you got to keep skating. If you bring in that puck in the zone, you keep skating and you either shoot it or, or you, I'm laughing Sorry. again. Sorry. No, you either shoot it or you, you know, find the, you know, and collecting rebounds. That's the thing. That's another thing I think they need to work on is collecting rebounds. But all in all, I'm seeing a lot more complete team this year. I think even than the end of last year, I think Carberry has gotten so progressively happened. better over the game. Yes. Absolutely. And I think Carberry, and like I said, Carberry is thinking, I don't, you know, yeah. it's going to be a process. It's a process. It's a marathon. It's not going to be a sprint. We're not going to go out there and win, <laughs> you know, 80 games or, you know, 70 games or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's, we're, it's a process and it's going to take a year or two or more. You know, I just realized talking about our ex-coach, that Rangers game will be the first time we actually play against him. So talk about like another wrinkle there, right? You know, just like, I was yeah. like, oh, I hadn't. I think he definitely, just... that, that, that puts a cap on it. You got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be interesting, but he's going to want, you know, it's both teams are going to be up for that game. It's going to be an interesting uh, battle uh, for sure. Let's get into the Sharks game because I know we only have about eight minutes left and I still want to talk about okay. the upcoming games. Uh, but uh, Anna, do you want to break down uh, this last game? Yeah, sure thing. So the Caps welcome the Sharks. Uh, Sharks score it um, in the first period, 11-40. No goals in the second. And then here we go, third period. Strom with his six at 218. Fan, freaking fantastic. Uh, followed by my Tommy Your at boy. 15, 15 um, and Koozie at 1902 uh, with a 3-1 win. Fantastic. I will say. Um, it was ugly though. It was ugly. It was not pretty. Yeah. You a hundred percent. Like you've got it. It's like, it was not pretty. And I think that's the problem. Anytime we are like, Oh, we've got this. Oh, it's a 07 and one, you know, team we're going against. Uh, what could we, possibly we can't go wrong? play to their level? We we yeah got, we were playing down to their level. I mean, Marcus said we were making them look good. We were making them look like yes. you know play. You know, we were making their goalie looking like look like a Venza Trophy winner, and it's like no. Yeah, we, it was. And I mean, it's like you know his the the Blackwell or whatever. Like he played Blackwood. well. Blackwood. Blackwood, Blackwood, thank you. He's from New Jersey, um, right? But it's he used like to play in New Jersey, didn't he? Used yeah, to yeah. used to be a devil. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. All that, all that hellfire. That's why he's Blackwood. <laughs> and now it's on. The, now it's on like the mellow on, on the mellow West Coast. Um, yeah. So, but he played well, and you know what? And he I did. think that that's our team. Like honestly, kind of needs a little kick in the ass to be like, hey, listen. Just because, you know, this is uh, their record doesn't mean that the people on the ice suck <laughs> or who's between the pipes sucks. So don't, right. you know, don't not give it your all. And I think that was the kind of little rude awakening after first period. And I'm thinking, you know, you go into the locker room, that would have been a little come to Jesus talk and, and like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this team is oh and oh seven and one. Like let's go, and they did. And uh, Dylan Strom is God. 
fantastic. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, he's just. I can't believe that we got him as, you know, to sort yeah. of put him in where, you know, Nicholas Backstrom, we just had so many question marks around him. Yeah. And then, you know, Backstrom was still able to come back and then, but you can slot him up and he's got to be the future of the franchise in that position. You he's know? And, oh, so... absolutely. consistent. And I think that that's like, you know, Gail and I always talk about like all these C's with like the chemistry and consistency and like, God, does he ever have it? And good on him. Like I, I'm impressed and I love it and I hope it continues um and i also think that he's one that kind of takes the the spotlight off of obi a little bit and so good because you know what if that if it's on strom obi can score and you know vice versa kind of thing but um i think it's been awesome for sure let me let me just briefly um I do want to get your guys' thoughts on that game, but I do want to just talk about the upcoming games as well. And we're yeah, yeah. Oh, no, my God, like you're going yeah. into at 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it, it's yeah. all good. Um, it, It's interesting because I'm watching all these scores come in right now in these live games, Um, and the score bug is actually faster uh, than, um, the, uh, than the app. And so, but it's, it seems like that the Red Wings have scored to lead the Islanders with just a little bit of time left in the third, but my um my yahoo score hasn't updated so i'm just trying to confirm that that's actually true uh, but if that's the case the islanders have been very streaky lately uh, they won their first two lost three then they won the next two and they're playing detroit right now uh, they're our next opponent we don't play until thursday that game will be yeah. in washington at seven o'clock uh, we don't do great with long layoffs and i kind of like the four games in a short <laughs> period of time we seem to do better with that but we'll see how this um this game you know is played um, and then the next opponent that we're having after that, we only have two games next week, uh, is going to be uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, who have had an interesting um, go of themselves. Uh, right now, their game, I think, is tied, although I thought I saw a different score on that uh, one. No, no, hold I, on. I, th- I think it is. They're, they're tied 2-2. Yeah. And Van Detroit's w- up 3-2 over. So that is true. Right now. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking at the NHL app. Nice. Or so NHL then- on the Islanders uh, had lost three in a row before this Dallas game, won the two before that, and then had lost and won games back and forth leading up to the beginning of the season. Um, so it's going to be an interesting uh, two games. Gil, um, quick thoughts on the Sharks game and then um, the upcoming schedule. Um, I did not love this game, at least the start of it. Um C4, Anna, both of you, spot on. They played down to this team. They tried to hand them their first win. Did not like seeing that at all. Uh, I think, try as they might, the coaching staff tried to tell them, look, don't do that, and they still did that. Um, And that might have been on the younger guys, and that's where the veterans need to grab a hold of them and say, don't do that. Because but you cannot Gail, give can, away points. Can we just one? I, I'm so sorry. I would never. Well, I would interrupt you during our show, but um, <laughs> can we? Can we just just have a a moment and a, a little golf clap for Malenstein, uh and his board check against the Sharks player? I don't know if you. Oh my saw God, it. that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. That was Good absolutely God. gorgeous. It was I love worthy. My Absolutely word about love him. Malenstein. Malenstein is 
is is uh, Garnet Hathaway, who is a little bit bigger size. Yes. Lot less tendency to take those nasty penalties, uh, mm-hmm. but gets gets the job done. Um, mm-hmm. And want to go back a little ways even further. I'm seeing a little bit of Jay Beagle in him, too. Oh, oh yeah. Number yeah, you're absolutely. Yeah, little we missed number 83. <laughs> oh, uh, good call, Gil. Yeah, okay. but uh, yeah. Anyway, no, I did not did not like the start, but they got into it. They figured it out, which is another good sign. And uh, Strom gets that long distance goal. They finally they finally charged the net. Okay, look at the two goals. Look at the first two goals they scored. Okay, Strom. What? Yes, it was a perimeter shot, but they had bodies in front on a good play. Mm-hmm. I've got jumped on this guy a lot, but a good play started by. Hardy Haman Octel, his first ever NHL point. So yeah. kudos mm-hmm. to him. I'll give him that. And the second goal, you talk about fight for a goal. Tom Wilson fought for that goal. Yes, he did. He had three people around him, Oops. and he okay. was elbows and asses in teal and white, crashing the net. And his shot didn't even get it on net. The way he wanted he had to rely on Mm-mm. a little bit of lucky bounces there but he got the job done yeah yeah they're gonna have to play a lot more like that if they want to pile up points in the standings yeah sure. yeah and the the way to get more shots on goal is keep skating when you enter the zone don't stop skating and look for the pass keep mm-hmm. skating look for the yeah, rebound yeah i'm I not like a coach this. I'm not even going to pretend to be a coach, but in my opinion, that's what these boys need to be doing. Yeah, I just play one on TV, absolutely. (laughs) Or on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I play one on the podcast. Exactly. (laughs) I agree. Well, it's going to be an interesting battle. You know, two teams that we're ultimately going to have to play, you know, a lot this season. You know, ones that are, you know, what... I don't know. They, they always seem to play us tough, but none of them is an easy out inside the NHL anyway. But the Blue Jackets, historically, we just played a lot of overtimes against them over the years. And same thing mm-hmm. uh, with the Islanders, it seems. So it's just these are these yeah. teams that always play close ones with them. I hate to do We this, just but... need to go out there and play hockey. I agree. And if we do that, we should win. We'll, you know, well, we should play well. Mm-hmm. Just play hockey. Just go out there and play hockey. Maybe next week we'll have a little bit more time since we only have two games live, but I definitely want to do this again, getting all three of us or all four of us together, but get all three of you um, in a podcast Mm -hmm. together. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And um, I'm going to let Gil let people know about what's on the latest episode of the podcast real fast. And then I'm going to let you guys all go uh, with any Mm -hmm. final thoughts, Uh, but Gil let people know what's on this week's episode of uh, power play point podcast. Okay, so our episode number 233 of the Triple P Powerfully Point podcast. Uh, Anna and I are back together after a week off. Um, and yeah, we talk about, well, we actually recorded on Saturday because the Sharks game was a Sunday afternoon, right smack in the w- middle of when we would have recorded. So that game is not covered. <laughs> but we do talk about the other two wins in detail. And uh, I have uh, a special message for those that. Um, would act uh, with impunity. I'm being polite, very polite. Uh, basically, it's a message saying, look, stop being an idiot fan and actually watch the freaking game and not just the damn scoreboard 
And yes. want to get involved with this team, be a freaking fan. Otherwise, shut up. That's <laughs> my message. That's my message. Yep. Boom. Um, Couldn't so, say it better. Yep. So 233 is out. It's on Podbean, our main distributor. Anywhere you can get catch a podcast, we're, we're available. Spotify, um, you, you know, Stitcher, you name it. Uh, we're, we're there. And if you can't find us, Google us. We're, we're out there. Trust, trust me. Uh, we're actively recruiting for more fans of our show. And, uh, for the, for the purpose of, you know, creating smarter fans or helping to anyway, so that you, we don't look like dumbasses. because caps fans for the longest time were like, Oh, you're in DC. What do you know about hockey? We know a lot about hockey. And we're pretty oh, yeah, there's a lot of really knowledgeable people that have been on your show and my show over the years. And it's been cool to sort of showcase them just like Anna and C4 here and be able to give a voice to you know people that were hockey fans and um just why yeah, we only why... we only associate with people like you, Robbie, that know what they're talking about. <laughs> right. Yes, well, that, that, and, and that's important. And I, I think it's really cool that we have these opportunities for longer form content. I wish that we could go for another hour, you know, and I love that on your show, you guys, you know, don't really have, you know, a limit and things like that because so many times on TV and on radio, people get to take these quick questions and then they get a soundbite and then they, What's they let that? the fans go. And um, okay. I'm trying out. Well, C4, I'll actually let you give your uh, final send off and I'll let you uh, head out of here. Um, first, I want to say, let's go Celtics. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's um, no, no, no. I got, even I got to come on and say something about that. <laughs> <laughs> I cared about the Wizards. Um, I keep going. Uh-uh, no, but... my, I used, my parents are from Boston. <laughs> well, my dad's from Hudson, which is out near Worcester. That my mom grew nice. up outside Boston, so I am a Celtics fan. Larry Bird was my boy back in the day. Oh, um, man. I only right. follow the Wizards <laughs> because my late husband was a huge Wizards fan. Yeah, well, um, I appreciate that. But I, I put the score on the Twitch in terms of the Caps, Bad. they are my boys. Yes, I was. A, <laughs> yes, I and Phil knows I was a Bruins fan before I was a Caps fan because again, the Bruins are doing really well this year. They're yeah. actually we, we a lot of people thought they would have a huge fall off season, but their early yeah, returns. Okay. Yeah, they're actually doing pretty well. Yeah, but but again, the fam from Massachusetts yeah. followed the Bruins, and then I found the Caps. Peter Bonder hit the ice in the late 80s early 90s that was all she wrote been a Cavs fan ever since it's, it's so funny because everyone in chat on twitch is also so. boston fans we got Stuart, who's <laughs> no, a big boston fan. carly's a big boston fan so uh, they can enjoy uh, but the, the celtics games. i've been a celtics fan and i don't follow basketball very much but i've always been a celtics fan it hasn't changed yeah so anyway but again i'm looking forward to the next few games i'm going to the game on the 18th which is hockey fights cancer night and I will be at the game on the 22nd, right before Thanksgiving. So I'm looking forward to that. And thank well, you, Robbie, for having me on again. I've really enjoyed this. And For uh, sure. It's been a lot of fun. Day. Thank you so much, C4. All right, Anna, final thoughts before we let you go. Uh, no, I, this has been great. It's been fantastic. I hope everybody has a happy and healthy and safe uh, Halloween. I'm and I'm Samhain, blessed Samhain, <laughs> blessed be to you. There you go, and um, yeah, that's all. That's all I got. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Gil, final thoughts before I let you go. Uh 
with apologies to Dr. Dre, do not worry about OVI. Still OVI. Still CAP. Still. No. This is me leaving. I don't mean the logo. Yeah. Stop while you're. Do not worry about the captain. Uh, Ouch. I gotta yeah, respect to Gil because Gil keeps this gimmick up every week and I respect it. <laughs> Come on now. I have to deal with it every week. Come on yeah. now. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Have I really appreciate show. it. Yeah. Uh, good night. Night, guys. We'll, uh, we'll talk again, Robbie. a little bit. Okay. Right. Sounds good. We'll see you guys Thanks. next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. All right, so I'm going to switch over some of these graphics over here. We got our commander's graphics up. We're going to bring in uh, Dujanay as well as Champ, and I uh, appreciate your guys' patience. Um, it was a bit of a wild one, and we got a little bit of a late start, but it, it's been a fun show so far. Uh, we've been doing fun Halloween games and gimmicks in chat. Um, people are learning all sorts of different commands and uh, making some fun ghosts pop out at us. I know that it doesn't affect us live, uh, but it's kind of fun for them back at home. Um, Thank you so much, uh, Dujanay, for joining us again. This is going to be an interesting game uh, to break down uh, because, you know, I, I hate to blame officiating. And um, but it's just how you have one week where there's no calls against you. And then this week where it's just some of these calls, you know, where and I don't necessarily blame our coach for not wanting to throw the red flag earlier on one that he should have oh, because he's. You think he should have just? I, but every if every Look, call they're his doing players, against, his uh, players were screaming that it was not a catch. I mean, yeah. everybody knew it wasn't a catch. I, I, I've listened to uh, people that were there in the booth said it wasn't a catch, and he just won't trust his guys. I, I you know, okay. Well, know. that's a, that's a problem because. For me, it's like it was a very smart and quick play by the Eagles to get up to the line of scrimmage Absolutely. and get the next play off. Like, um, so you just didn't even get a chance to see the replay. But they and, knew it wasn't a catch. Anytime somebody's moving that fast, they're questioning. They right. they knew daggone well it wasn't a catch. That's why they moved that fast. And Coach when you got your players it. hollering that it's not a catch, you got to take that chance. I mean, what do you have to lose? Yeah, <laughs> timeout. Is, he had he had a grandpa moment. What a timeout he ain't gonna use. Yeah, Come on. that's that's true. I just I, I worry that a lot of the calls when we did challenge and do stuff, they weren't even going to go our way to begin with. And then you're just losing a timeout, you know, so I, I don't know. I that I guess that's uh, it's just problematic for me. And it's just like the Eagles fans don't want to hear it. And I don't, I don't want to blame it on them. They outplayed us in the second half. But I mean, some of these things just felt like they changed the momentum in this game. And look, look Eagles fans are going to say that because they won. But the but the bottom line is this: as as a person who analyzes and watches and covers the NFL, we have had this problem all across the league. It's not just the Washington Commanders game; it's been all across the league. And in two weeks, two weeks, the Philadelphia Eagles had no penalties. There's no way in hell, and then they had barely had any penalties in this game. And they're holding learned, us every time. Like I don't even. Our defense. Oh, there was chance. there was blatant holds. There were blatant holds all over the field that just never got called. But yet the little ticky tack stuff that really what there was the same thing on both sides of the field were called against Washington. Look, the biggest problem that we have here with the officiating is this: 
all the veterans that used to be here have since gone and retired. Okay, so now you have a, a group of individuals who are young, new to this game, and new to a, really young and officiating. But see, here's my problem to use that, you know, to use that as an excuse when you're the NFL who has betting involved and people are betting on different things, you have to be better at that. They're not always going to be right. But case in point, in the fourth quarter, the clock was stopped at 2.05 on that catch that they deemed not a catch. Now, they ruled it a catch initially. Then they didn't, then they called it an incomplete pass. But the biggest travesty is that they had no business reviewing that, period. It was before two minutes. You can't, the booth cannot review until after two minutes. That's the travesty. So it should have stayed a catch unless the Eagles wanted to challenge, which they yeah. didn't. But the rest reviewed it and they weren't allowed to review it. Those type of things are like elementary things of officiating. And Wait, DJ, DJ, they reviewed it and said it was an incomplete pass? They reviewed it. I thought they, I thought, I thought they talked. I thought they talked about it. Said it was not. incomplete. Really? Look, the man went to the daggone surface and was looking at it, and they reviewed it, and they said the ruling on the field stands as an incomplete pass when it's clear it was not an incomplete pass. But they had no business reviewing that, and they and they and they switched. It took them a while because initially they had ruled it a catch, and then they stood around and reviewed it for and stood around and talked for a while. They ruled it an incomplete pass, and then they went to review it to make sure of that, which you can't do unless somebody challenges or unless no, it's I think Ron, one minute I think Ron, and 59 I think Ron seconds. challenged it. Cha Ron, yeah, challenged Ron, it. Ron, I think, challenged that one. I don't think so. No, he that, challenged it. No, he I was, did. I, I, I watched yeah. the game. He challenged it. The, I did, they, too. So I, what I'm happened, not sure no, he challenged that. No, no, what I, happened I even, was – I even asked – I even asked – uh, a colleague who was there because I wanted to be clear that they had no business reviewing it before the two minutes. And that's what the response I got. I was correct. Well, so, well the way it came off on T on TV was I, it was rule to catch. Though. It was rule to catch. Then they said they talked about it and said it was incomplete and Ron challenged it. And then they didn't reverse it. They kept, they let it stand. Okay, that's what I, that's the way it came off on TV. Was yeah. that it was initially ruled a catch, then they had oh. a conference, a conference said it was incomplete. Ron challenged it, and there was no, there was no way, there was no evidence that they could reverse it, so they let it stand. Yeah, I didn't even hear them say anything about Washington losing a timeout for the challenge either. So I, that's why I don't know. I that I've talked to a colleague, so it's I mean, it may it, have been that way, but and it Eagle seems like just, that was not. An Eagles fan just joined us on Twitch chat, uh, Keither37, and said that we did end up challenging that call. Interesting. And so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, either yeah, way, we lost it and lost a timeout. Either way, it's trash. Um, it was yeah. trash. And, and it was the trash. bottom line is, is that <laughs> if the NFL wants to have betting and people are putting money on the line for these prop bets and different things like that, the officiating has to be more crisp. And I'm talking about if we want to miss big technical things, that's one thing. Missing elementary things is a problem, and it's been a problem for eight weeks, and it gets worse every week. 
every week. Yeah. So you either are okay with it or you don't care. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's very frustrating because, and it happened honestly. I, I mean, it's a completely different level, but in the girls' varsity soccer game that I was just at, I was taking pictures of for my team, and s- some of our fans maybe mouthed off to the official or at some point because she made a bad call. And for the rest of the game, she just had a vendetta against me. And they only have one official. It's two lines people, but it's only one rep that can make a call. And they were just full on checking us in soccer and just knocking us off the ball and just not called. And we would grab their shirt as they're blowing by us. And like, oh, you grab their shirt. Like, wait, so they can full on check us, but you can't grab the shirt. Like, I mean, there's got to be. And the other team's a much better team anyway. So they didn't need the help, you know? So. We played a game. We lost five four, but like could have been a difference. And it's just frustrating that we're seeming to see this across all sports now. That oh yeah, yeah. You know. I see it here. I see it here in South Georgia and in 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 football as well. It seems like you know the the vaunted team that that the the county team that you know was stout in its day. It seems that they don't get a whole lot of respect uh, on their own home field. And the officiating is horrific. It was horrific two weeks ago. It's been horrific pretty much the whole entire season this year. Yeah, Keith was saying that it's a problem across all sports because the strike zone was all over the place in the NLCS, which I don't argue. I watched that game. It was ridiculous how you know bad that was. And I, you know, quick side note, I think in baseball they gotta go to a robot for that. And they still have somebody who's behind home plate managing the game, whatever, whatever, you know, calling people out, you know, at home plate, whatever. But just take that out. They don't need it. They don't right. I, I, it's we had the technology. They do VAR in soccer, they can freaking do it in the sport. Like I don't you know, I'm like, <laughs> agree. Uh, you know, we gotta move past that. But anyway, uh back back to football. But it's a good point, you know. And um um where do we go from here, Dujanae? Because I felt like we played so well for so much of that game. And it was lost, you know, some poor coaching decisions, some poor officiating, but ultimately we just couldn't hang on. I thought we actually played a really good first half. We talked about how bad and these holes that we had dug ourselves in in these trap games and we didn't do that in this game but we weren't able to put it together at the end same thing kind of happened in the other philly game um and now we're kind of in this situation where we're going to new england and uh, we have to win a couple of these games here that are going to be pretty tough yeah um and, and i have some notes here you know the first half uh you know sam Howe had targeted seven different receivers uh, he was 24, 26, uh, 270 at uh, 226 at the half. Uh, they had 270 total yards. Uh, they were averaging 6.3 yards per carry uh, or, or, yeah, per carry, I believe, um, in the run game. Um, I had some notes of, you know, they were mixing it up. Uh, the screens were working very well. It was the extension of the run. Uh, the offensive line looked like they were firing off the ball. They were blocking well. Uh, and it seemed like the run and the, the combination of the run and the screens allowed them to be able to uh, impose their will on uh, Philly's defense. And they pretty much had them off kilter pretty much all day, with the exception of that one, the fourth down where he gets sacked. That was the only time that they really had anything going for them. Uh, defense had played well. They had uh, a forced fumble, one that they recovered. They had a sack. They held them to 182 yards. 
6.1 yards per carry, um, you know, per play. Uh, they had done well. Uh, I think what we're seeing here, though, is the lapse. Um, it's week eight, and we're still talking about bad tackling. There are several, several plays that we watched where corners had the receiver dead to rights on a third and long, two yards short of a first down, and they miss a tackle. And it goes for plus the allowed yards. So um, we're still talking about that. Uh, all this frustration up front, Jonathan Allen, you know, acting pissed. Well, they have to be more consistent. If we have to call out the coaches, we have to call out the play on the field as well. And the front line has to do a better job of being more consistent, of being disruptive. Sometimes they're not, and sometimes they are. Uh, yes. I just felt like our defensive line actually played well. It's just they were held on these like key plays. That I just, uh, what are they going to do in that? I don't, I don't and, know. And yes, and then I'm like, find a way. I mean, I, 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 what, I know, what are you going to do, right? I know. You know. I just, I felt like way. our offense finally was putting something together, and he was looking good, and he was getting it out in rhythm. And I actually got to give the offensive coach some, you know, play calling. I thought was better. It yeah, was we absolutely. saw more screens. It was, it was great. Yeah, I mean, it Sam Howell only well got done. sacked once. He only yep. got sacked once. He he came to the game with forty. Already, yeah. and he only got sacked once. So <laughs> exactly, that's pro- that's progress. That he only got sacked one time after coming in with forty. So I mean, what and, else do you say? And they changed the offensive line combo. Uh, brought in two guys, moved some things around, and it, the offensive line played well. That that was something I was crying for all last week. That we've already seen the story on the guys you got out there, and they're just lookout guys. So now it's time to switch things up and put some guys in there and see what you can do with a different offensive line combo. And they held up a lot better. Um, well, to, to be fair, Sadiq Charles is on IR. So I, that, that kind of helped that kind of facilitated that a little bit. True. Um, but I would hope that they would have made some changes, uh, some wholesale changes. There was no reason to keep that off running that offensive line out there. Uh, they showed what they were capable of doing and that was pretty much nothing. So um, you know, I like what they're doing right there. I think you come into this next game, you have to do the same thing defensively, though. Um, a lot of guys pissed, but I don't see you pissed enough to to continue to make plays consistently. Yes, they yes, they played well at times, but they gave up 38 points. That's that's the fact of the matter. They gave up 38 points when your offense put up 31. Yeah, we we watching we watching defenses. I, I keep saying it over and over again. We're watching defenses holding guys under twenty in close games, repeatedly when their offense is going three and out, three and out. I mean, and this is a nice football pro- game right here. I thought the defense was actually playing pretty well until the end, and then Howell threw a couple of picks and put them in some bad situations where they got some easy scores. Right? I mean, I, I, I'll do the one last pick. Four, uh, they, yeah, yeah, but I mean, at the end there, that whole entire. I thought through three quarters they actually were doing pretty good holding them down. It was honestly, just, I honestly, know. honestly, I'll be I'll be honest with you, and I have some notes myself because I I started taking notes in these games. Yeah. The first half they looked like world beaters. The Facts. the commanders did. They looked like world beaters. The offense looked really strong. Defense only get, had a, had one turnover and gave a one uh, gave up a touchdown. They were doing very well. It looked like they were they were doing well. Howell had a couple of very dangerous throws in that first half that were like. 
Ooh, I don't know if you should have thrown that, son. But then the second half is when it all came tumbling down like Humpty Dumpty on the wall, honestly. And it was the fourth quarter where it was a total, it was a total meltdown. Um, the one one of the mistakes that the defense made, especially Del Rio, was putting Emmanuel Forbes on AJ Brown. By that himself, was a mistake. Though. By himself, though. By like, himself. No help. No, absolutely no help. You put the rookie who you already had to bench this season because he was struggling on one of the best receivers in the NFL by himself, and he got burned. He got burned and he got exposed, unfortunately. And that was a big mistake on the part of the coaching staff. Like, if you see A.J. Brown going out there and going off, why are you not giving Emmanuel Forbes help over the top? Why is that not happening? So that was a big thing for me right there was that Emmanuel Ford was basically on the island by himself with A.J. Brown, and A.J. Brown had his way with him. And that was that was ridiculous. Um, the running game is still a point of contention for me. Uh, they didn't get they they did get a few good runs in with with Robinson and with, with uh, Gibson, uh, but Robinson is still a little bit of a just you know trying to do the, the you know trying to do the Manchata, whatever kind of. I feel like he team. went more north south last year. Am I wrong, dude? He did. Oh, he did. He did. And that's <laughs> crazy. I don't think he trusts his offensive line. I think that has a little bit to do with it. Not to make excuses. But I do think that has a little bit to do with it. He just simply doesn't trust his offensive line. At times he does, and he did a good job at times. But yes, sometimes I don't think he's trusting his offensive line. And last week, I thought they had, you know, they, he had some areas where he could have had runs and big runs, and he just made the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah I agree. It's just weird to me because I felt like. This seemed different this year than we had seen in the past, and I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't feel like our offensive line was is that much worse than me last year. I mean, I thought it was pretty bad last year, so I don't. I, you know, I, I, but I maybe that's it. I but they got to start to trust each other and push forward, and you know, to at least get them on their heels, so that way we can get the passing game going. I don't know. It's just the whole thing is very frustrating. Cause... But I think the offense did enough this week. Yeah, yeah, I really no. Did. I, um, I do too. I, I it's unfortunate that he did throw that pick in that moment. I just feel like because that was just a tough time. Also, you know, the it was late. Yeah. It was another late throw, and this is what you're going to get. We talked about this earlier. This is what you're going to get with a guy who's basically in his rookie season, and he was a little late with the throw, and he he telegraphed it, and it got picked. The corner did a good job of, of jumping the route. Um, he shouldn't have thrown it. It was just late. Um, but you're going to get those things. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I, I was really impressed with the offense. I hope that can keep going. Um, and, and to add to champs deal, um, my biggest problem too, on top of the fact that the coaching staff is not giving their young corners help against some of the best talent that wide receivers in the league. You're also, every time I turn around and we we're in week eight and yet we got guys that don't know who they're covering. There's some guy streaking 30 yards behind the defense and just waltzes into the end zone with an easy catch. This is Devontae Smith should not have been week that eight. open. Well, well yeah, it's happening every dang week. Yeah, that is such a busted <laughs> coverage. That was ridiculous. Um though Lions... I will say, I will say Devontae Smith's touchdown did help me in fantasy. So <laughs> right. 
I'll, I'll say the Lions are not going away from the running game. They just got a really nice, um, you know, twenty-seven yard run there, um, and uh, they take a, a big lead, twenty-three to fourteen, in, in this game with three thirteen left in the third. Uh, we're also still watching this baseball game. The Rangers are up three nothing in this uh, game three. Uh, first one back in Arizona. Um, and but just as I said, that Arizona gets the first run on the board. Now it's three one. Uh, so we'll be keep on monitoring that as well. Um, uh, Keita said, did you talk about the catch that should have been challenged? Yeah, we did talk about it. Um, it we should have probably challenged that. It's just frustrating because it's like that kills momentum, right? Um, and he was smart for, you know, during the hurry up. Yeah, we, we did definitely talk about it. All right, real quick, I know our time is short uh, with you, Dujane. I, I do want to get your thoughts going into this New England game you know we had a good first half and not a great second half for the previous couple of weeks we had a terrible first half and a great second half um how do we put this full game together against a new england team it's been really up and down this season you know sometimes they're a really good team and sometimes they're a pretty bad team and um you know how, how do you see this shaking out the defense including his coach needs to harvest their nuts that's that's what needs to happen <laughs> all right uh, enough with this talk and all this jaw jacking in the locker room after you done took a complete butt kicking, it's time for you to harvest your nuts now. All that daggone talk needs to be, and that frustration needs to be taken out on the opposing team. And, you know, Ron needs to start trusting his guys. He wants his guys to trust him. Well, it, you know, for once, for, for another season, it seems that he doesn't trust his own guys. And, and, and he needs to also realize that he doesn't need to be the dick, big dick in the room. Okay. Like your voice isn't needed on the offensive side of the ball. Let your people coach. What you need to be worried about is that jabroni on the defensive side of the ball that keeps putting your defensive players that you went out and got because you needed ball hawks in bad positions repeatedly for eight weeks. So, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. Another team that ain't doing so well, if the offense comes out and does its job and the defense can actually stop somebody instead of playing footsie the whole entire uh, game, keeping them in the game repeatedly, every time the offense scores, you allow another long-distance touchdown because you can't get people off the field on third down, then they might be able to win a game. But if the offense is going to score and the defense is going to continue to give up points, especially in the second half, every time they score, then you're going to be, we're going to be back here talking about another loss. And, you know, by this time, somebody's got to go. But yeah, yeah we don't have a lot of time left in the season. If right. we want to try to turn this around, you know, this has got to be the game that we do it. And to close this too, all this talk about trading, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm telling you right now, and all these fans tweet me about this coming from the ownership Bull crap. You think they trust these jabronis right here? You want this front office making decisions for you to get draft cap so-called draft capital? We can't even we can't even trust that they're gonna make the right deal. If I'm this ownership, there's no way I'm letting these guys do nothing, do anything with any players on on, on when they're really on a one-year deal. They could be they're gonna be out of here by February. So there's no way. Two. If they trade somebody, I'm telling you right now, you think your season is bad now? 
it is going to be a disaster. Those guys are a family in that room. And there's no way in heck that anybody on, on either side of the ball deserves to be traded. The bottom line is those coaches need to coach better and they need to start owning what they're not doing and stop talking about what they're going to do and actually do it. Amen. But I'm telling you right now, if they trade somebody tomorrow, y'all might as well just start getting the bags and, and, and start doing whatever you're going to do uh, when it comes down to booing this team and booing that garbage coaching that we're seeing on the field, because it's going to be a disaster. He will lose the locker room if he trades someone and he's on his verge to losing it anyway. So that's, that's pretty much what I got. That's what, that's what we're looking at right here. Bottom line. Real so, quick, Rob, real quick, Robbie, could I get my thoughts on the Pats game while DJ is still on? I know he's, he's pressed for time. I'm yeah, going to go quick. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. So only thing I've been thinking about with this past game is the words of the late coach, Denny Green. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> we know who the Pats are. So the big question is, are we going to let them off the hook? Or are we going to take it to them? That's the only concern I have with this past game. Or is that is are we going to let them off the hook? Or are we going to keep? Or are we going to stomp on their neck and crush the jugular? That's what I want to see from this team this coming Sunday. I want to see them crush the Patriots because the Patriots are not a very good team. Mac Jones is not a good quarterback. No. And I want to see. I want to see Del Rio bring the house to Mac Jones and see what he does because the only receiver of note that they have is Juju Smith-Schuster. That's it. And he ain't doing nothing. He ain't doing nothing. So I want to see them bring the house and I want to see Sam Howell have another game that he had against the Eagles where he's out there hitting different receivers and this offensive line is doing what they do. Brian Robinson stopped doing, stopped doing Mexican Spanish dances behind the line, doing all this all stuff and going north and South, and I want to see this Washington Commanders team come out and absolutely womp stomp this team. Because if they don't, Monday morning, I'm expecting someone to get a pink slip. If they lose, if they lose to the Patriots, I'm expecting someone to get a pink slip on Monday morning. That's all I got. It's interesting if they the lose, are still favored by three, but I don't even any... care. If they lose to the Patriots, if no one gets a pink slip on Monday, I'm gonna have issues. I'm pretty. It's pretty sad that we're favored to lose, but also like way better than it has been in the past. Usually, it's like we're expected to get destroyed. Yeah, there. So the schedule know. doesn't get any easier, Robbie. No, no, it, it definitely gets harder. So Seattle, is, New York, Dallas, yeah, Miami. We're zero and three in the division. We still have <laughs> Dallas twice and the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's gonna get ugly pretty quickly if we don't start to rectify it. So. um yeah, I hope that I hope that we find a way, uh, for sure. But uh, uh, Dujanay, let people know um, who was in last week's podcast. You know, people want to go check out what's already been done, and then also what you're going to talk about on this week's show. Oh man, um, last week uh, we had dang, who do we have? Oh, we had Darren Williams Jr. from the Inside the NHRA. Uh, he works for Competition Plus. Um, we had him on talking NHRA, talking in Vegas, uh, coming into Vegas. Um, and we had, uh, geez, man, you know how weeks go by. I can't remember who the, the, the second guest was. Um, uh, 
but we had we had some talk there and we talked commanders at the end i did our guest had to back out last week uh had some stuff come up with his son so we're going to have him on this week hopefully um and we're going to get a fan's uh, point jaleel lewis i think yes thank you thank you uh yeah from the it's not 1999 anymore podcast they do some great stuff over there too um we're hoping to have uh Rui Robinson, uh super fan on this week. Hopefully he'll be able to uh have his schedule open to be able to do that to talk commanders. Uh we're gonna have the champ on in the second segment at 720, talking pro wrestling, um, in the state of pro wrestling at this moment. Um, it should be a fun topic, man. I'm really looking forward to that. And uh in the beginning, right now, everybody's at the SEMA show. So it's going to be me talking in HRA. I've got I've got some things that I, I have to say uh, about uh, some of the things that the NHRA has done over the last couple of weeks. And um, yeah, you're going to hear me talk about it. And we're going to break down a little bit what we got coming up here as we got a uh, three horse, four horse race in Nitro Funny Car and Top Fuel coming into Pomona at the World Finals. Uh Pro Stock Motorcycle and Pro Stock Cars pretty much wrapped up. Erica Anders is looking to get her sixth championship. And uh, Gage Herrera with his 10th win in Vegas. Uh, that's a that's tying a record. Um, and he's looking to probably get 11 here at the World Finals. But he's pretty much wrapped up that championship as well. So Top Fuel and Funny Car are going to be the championships that will be on the line. And it's going to be, it's going to be fireworks, man. Sounds good. Well, definitely check out the uh, not Plan show. All the links are in the description of this. So if you're watching on Facebook, uh, the, the, the DJ command and his graphics are appearing live here on Twitch. Uh, also will be in the show notes of the audio podcast and of the YouTube as well. Dijanae, thank you for being a part of this team. Uh, look forward to hopefully having a better, maybe a victory Monday. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had um one of those, and uh, I would really like that next week for sure. Uh, and then hopefully we'll have hurt back if, if we can get a win. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I really look forward to having Champ on your show. That'll be a lot of fun on Wednesday, and uh, um, it should be really a great time. Thank you so much uh, for your time as always, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Y'all have a good show, man. Thank you, DJ. Later. Thank you. All right. By the way, Robbie, by the way, Robbie, I just looked <laughs> in my memories. And tonight marks the four-year anniversary of the Nationals winning the World Series. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. That's a, that's a good shout. So it's a, it's a good segue. I'll talk a little baseball for a second. Texas is up 3-1 over Arizona. Um, and uh, they are currently up to at bat right now with the bases um, are um, are empty right now. And the, what is it? I can't read. Is it top of the ninth or? Um, I think that's what that says. So, um, but yeah, it's been a, a fun night so far. We've talked a little bit of hockey. Oh, we got a base runner already on. Uh, we've talked hockey in the first hour. We also did a haunted, um, chat thing. So if people wanted to see the story, if they type in story one, uh, it, it tells a whole story of different Pokemon that will then appear in chat. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, uh <laughs> Keith is like, oh, baseball's still happening. Uh smoking like a true Phillies fan. Um, and um they they played a, a, a tough 
tough matchup for sure against uh, Arizona here. It was interesting to see how uh, things ended up. Um, but anyway, there's nine hidden ghosts in chat. If you want to make any of them appear live uh, on air, if you do the command, it should uh, make them dance and do some fun stuff as well. Um, and uh, yeah, we've been having fun. Just thought I would do some cool graphics and make it interactive uh, and have a lot of fun uh, with that. Um, and we're bringing in Tim now. We're also going to bring in a rune. Uh, as well uh, we're going to switch gears uh, and talk about this uh, Wizards game I will put up the score for just a second uh, but I don't really want to put it up for very long um, and uh, let me see there it is not proud of that one yeah exactly uh, it's the boys it's... are back in <laughs> town yeah it was it was pretty rough um, for sure dog is back the dog is back in a room and Tim is back and he has been away for a couple of weeks. So I appreciate uh, you guys uh, coming uh, to help me uh, break down this interesting up and down uh, week uh, for the wizards. Uh, but Tim, how was your trip? Oh, it was a lot of fun. I got to go to um, an NHL game in St. Louis and a NLCS game in Arizona. So it was a good time. Um, a lot of driving, but it's good to be back and get a break from work. So, yeah, no, it sounds like a really fun yeah. road trip through uh, the United States. I got to do my first road trip this year, and it was a lot of fun. And Davey sends his best to both you, Tim, and Arun, and welcoming you to the show. Um, and I really thank everyone uh, for being a part of this show and talking all different sports here. Um, yeah, let's talk uh, quickly uh, about the the first game. Um, I forgot. You know, it's been so long since we've done the actual live Wizards <laughs> game. I can actually show stats live on air. So let me get um, the Wizards stats up real fast uh, for their schedule. Um, and uh, Arun, I'll bring you in and ask, how have you been? Uh, I haven't been bad. Uh, I guess I'm not as upset about the Eagles loss. I'm still brewing over the Giants loss more. But the Eagles, they kind of take care of, like, I think they were remembered the last time that they lost to Washington. And uh, yeah, it was like the Giants game was more hurtful, even though there were a lot of boneheaded things to talk about. But uh, the Wizards are pretty up and down. I, I expected them to be bad, but at least they got a win this week. Yeah, I'm trying to do change the view side by side gallery. Is that it? There we go. Sorry, my settings weren't correct on my Zoom screen. I'm just making sure we got everybody in there. And uh, yeah, I guess that will be pretty good. Um, you can see here uh, the first game of the season was in Indiana. Uh, the Wizards actually jumped out and scored 39 points in the first. Uh, unfortunately, Indiana scored 39 right back in our face in the second um it was uh they dominated the third outscored us 37 to 28 uh and outscored us 33 to 24 uh in the fourth quarter uh to take a big commanding 143 to 120 uh lead in this one i'll start off with you tim what were some of your thoughts on this game uh clearly the wizards were were not really ready to play um an organized game really bad defense uh, I think the coaches were just upset about the overall performance, um, especially just giving up 143 points. You you can never win a game with that defensive effort. 
And um, it's not like Indiana's one of the best teams in the East. Obviously, the Wizards were uh, underdogs in this game, but you would expect the Wizards to be competitive. So, um, you know, the Wizards, like tonight, they're going to have some bad games and blow out losses like this, but you just want to see a better effort. Um, the Like you said, only the first quarter went well, and then it they really uh, just got blown out after that. Yeah. Uh, Shep, what are some of your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this is one of those games where the first quarter w- went well, but they didn't play a four-quarter game. They 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 did well the first quarter, and then it just went to absolute sugar honey iced tea. Um, but it, it it's it's indicative of what we're expecting with the team because this is supposed to be a rebuild year, air quotes, um, and things like that. Uh, one some of the observations I had was one. Kyle Kuzma's hair confused the hell out of me because he had blonde hair with red spots in it. And I'm thinking he got elbowed in the head and he was bleeding, but he wasn't. <laughs> so there was that. But I mean, they I mean the Wizards did what they had to do in the first quarter, but it just it just didn't translate to the entire game. And they let the a team that's not one of the best in the East to just absolutely wipe them uh on the road. So it was it was very frustrating to watch. And it made me it gave me that sort of angst that oh is this what we're going to expect for the next 81 games of the season that we're going to see games where they're going to play well for one quarter but the other three they're just going to get absolutely rolled like i hope that's not the case but that's what we got here <laughs> yeah arun uh what are your thoughts on this game yeah i thought this was going to be a loss even though the first quarter started out kind of promising for Washington, but Halliburton, he was like, may have been the best player on that U.S. World Cup roster. And he was like, um, he's been on fire to start off the year. And um, yeah, they gave up 143 points. It just felt like um, guys like Kispert didn't really get it going. And then um, Kuzma was somewhat efficient. Poole, um he hit seven of the 18 shots, but he's over six from three point range. Um, if you're going to give up 143 points, that's not enough to get it done, especially since the bench didn't really do that much. Yeah. All right. I, I think we've talked about this game enough. I want to talk more about the game where we actually won that I thought was a really interesting matchup. And uh, I actually got to watch more of this game. Uh, the Wizards uh, outscored uh, the Grizzlies who've had a really tough start to the season, uh, 25 to 22 in the first uh, and then they really poured it on in the second, scored 30, outscored them 37 to 24. In the third, uh, the Grizzlies came back a little bit, outscored them by four in the third, and they outscored them by five in the fourth uh, to make it a closer game. But the Wizards were able to hold on and win 113-106. I was a little bit nervous. It was starting to get close for the last four to five minutes of the game uh, as I was watching it. But um, I'm happy that the Wizards were able to hold on uh, to the victory. Uh, 70 points combined for Kispert, uh, Poole, and Kuzma. And so it was nice to see. And Denny, I thought, played a nice game as well and just uh yeah Gafford had a double double so just a solid all-around team victory it was the first game at home and it was nice to see that they could actually get a big win um and um so yeah so I'll go to Tim first uh what were some of your thoughts on this game uh first thing it was just I would say a disappointing crowd for your home opener on a Saturday night I know they didn't sell it out um you know, decent attendance, but 
that's a game that you want to sell out. You know, it just shows that the fans aren't expecting a playoff team this year, so they haven't bought in yet. But um, the Wizards did bring the effort, especially in the first half. Uh, Kisper played great, hit a lot of threes. Um, Poole obviously hit a lot of shots. And I think the team was mad after the first game, and they wanted to show that they're going to play hard this year. So this was an encouraging game. Um, they're probably going to have a lot of up and down, ups and downs like this. Memphis, obviously no Morant, uh, 0-3 start. Um, but they were a playoff team last year. They still have a couple really good defenders. And they do play hard. Like you said, it was a little bit scary in the second half because the Wizards let the go um, the lead go down to single digits at, at some times. But they hit shots when they needed to, and they were never really threatened, like um, where you thought they were going to choke it. Um, but it was great to get a first win. You know, they might not get a, a, a many easy ones like this um, this season. But, yeah, and I would just say shout-out to Denny for getting a uh, contract extension. He got a decent amount of money. Not hit me money, but pretty close, and I think he deserved it. Um, hopefully he'll live up to it and um, really keep getting better. Sounds good. I I mean, I I agree. I, I'm actually thinking about getting his jersey, but I don't want to have that be the, the kiss of death for him, you know? But yeah, he got just, traded if he buys jersey. That's... I know. Yeah. Um, but he's number nine and he's like the Jewish guy on the team. It's like my favorite number. And like, I don't know. I just don't know how many opportunities I'm going to get safe one. Now I would say if you had to buy one, probably him. Yeah. I just feel he's like not everyone's going to buy him. And I think it would be kind of a cool one to have. It's not like the one that it's not Kuzma that everyone's probably buying, yeah. right now, you know, so, or pool. So, um, a little, little bit of, um, like a niche item, but yeah, exactly. Um, all right, champ, what are some of your thoughts on this game? All right. I'm about to steal a room's thunder and I'm sorry, room, but I mean, Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma both shot under 40% from the field. So, I mean, they, 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 they got some big points out of this one, but they took a lot of shots. Um, they took more shots than they made. So that's a little, that's a little bit concerning for me. Uh, if those are going to be your guys, like they need to be more efficient from the field. Uh, Kispert was basically the unsung hero of this game with 22 points off the bench in 31 minutes. So he was really on his game and you took on a team that is not, you know, they're in a very tough conference in the Western conference and they're not one of the best teams in the Western conference. And you did what you had to do at home, even though the score shows it was close, like the Wizards played very well in this game and a, a lot better than they did in, the, in their season opener and really gave me hope. But again, it goes back to what I said about the uh, opening night against the Pacers is that, are we going to see one of those things where it's going to be uh, indicative of what the season is going to be is going to be uh hot and cold and things like that or as gordon ramsey was saying in hell's kitchen up and down up and down or stop st start stop start stop you know and that's what we see here is that it seems like it's a start stop start start thing they stopped with with the pacers but they started it up with the with the grizzlies and that's a concern for me and it's a big concern when you're two of your big when you two of your uh big big time players are shooting under 40 percent even though they're getting 20 plus points that's concerning for me 
Oh my God, this wild play just happened in this Monday night football game. Um, so it was a kick and he shouldn't have fielded it. He should have just let it roll in the end zone, but he touched it and then it rolled in the end zone and then he had to try to get it out of there and he got it to like the one, maybe two yard lines. So let's start that possession on like the two yard line, I think. Um, uh, so yeah, that's going to be brutal. <laughs> I mean, um, anyway, it was the Raiders, uh, had the, or trying to return it there, uh, trying to get some momentum here in the game that they're needing to come back. 9.54 left in the fourth. They're down right now, 26 to 14. Um, and uh, it looks like one of the Lions players is hurt right now. These jerseys, it's really hard to tell who's who. Like, it's gray versus white and silver, I think, you know, which is not the <laughs> greatest. And, um, Trying to keep it straight on who's who. Um, but yeah, so it looks like the Lions player is walking off. But uh, kind of an insane uh, return. It could be a huge gap, but we'll see if they're able to drive it here with 9.54 left. Um, yeah, they got to start the ball on their own two-yard line. And uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Arun, any final thoughts on this game? Um. Yeah, um, it was nice for the Wizards to get a win, uh, but like the Grizzlies, their lack of size really showed because they just lost Stephen Adams for the year, and they already went out Brandon Clark, so their two top big men weren't there. So it's good that the Wizards were able to actually like stay even on the boards. Normally they get dominated, and um, the Grizzlies still had the last two defensive players of the years. Um, they just traded for Marcus Smart and Jaron Jackson Jr., so uh, overall, um, even though they kind of struggled offensively in the second half, uh, Kispert uh, had a really good start. He had like 20 points in the first half. His over-under for like the rest of the game was 33 and a half points. And I think he was um, he was pretty much like had only two points after that. So not a real good second half for Kispert, but he was creating open looks. Just uh, the d- defense was keyed on him and it created open looks for Kuzma who had um, he shot five of seven in the fourth quarter, even though he struggled, he played well in the fourth quarter and that was enough for the Wizards to get the win. Yeah. Uh, roughing the passer is going to get them out of this deep hole. I mean, he got walloped there. Um, so that's going to be a big flag just to sort of get them out of the shadow of their end zone here. Uh, Garoppolo is the guy who, oh, they went down for his knee. Oh, he's lucky to be able to get up. He's just grabbing his knee, but I think he's going to be okay. But the helmet goes right into his um, uh, throwing leg. Oh, that is pretty brutal. Um, So, but he's up and still playing. Quarterbacks are a different breed sometimes. Um, Yeah, so it'll be first and 10 now on their 12. And uh, he's running for his life now. Uh oh, big completion there to the 35 yard line. Um, all right, let's get into this uh game from tonight. Although I, I don't really want to, but uh, yeah, we are gonna do it. <laughs> we are doing a post game, so Tim said it, name and shame, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's do it. Rip the band aid off. Boston Celtics score 42 points in the first quarter. 
Uh, it's, I often say you don't win and lose games in the first quarter, but if if that's possible, they sure as hell tried tonight. Um, we only put up 19, and so that's basically the outscores by 23 points if you're keeping track, which is about as much as you score in like some quarters. So uh, it's going to be hard to overcome that. Uh, the the uh, Celtics outscored them by three in the second. Uh, outscored them uh, by a- another seven uh, in the third. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, the Wizards kind of came back a little bit at times, and they actually made it relatively close with how bad it had been. But uh, they outscored them 32 to 18. Uh, but a lot of that's garbage time, too. And uh, Jalen Brown put up 36 and uh, Tatum uh, 33. It's going to be hard when two players go over 30 like that. Um, yeah, Kyle Kuzma had a, a decent game with 21, but, um, yeah, just not enough help, uh, and just not enough defense really in this game. But, uh, Tim, what are some of your thoughts on it? Yeah, just like the last Wizards game, the score was not as close, uh, or was a lot closer than it, it actually seemed on the court. Uh, the Celtics didn't play any starters in the fourth quarter, because they were up so much. Um, Like you said, Tatum and Brown just killed the Wizards, especially Tatum in the third quarter and Brown in the the first half. This game was over, you know, before I even turned it on. It was was just from the opening tip, complete domination. Um, You know, homecoming for Porzingis. He played well. He didn't have to score a lot. Uh, even though he has scored a lot early this season because the the rest of the team was just pouring it in. So I'm sure he's happy to come back and get a win. Um, he's in a much better situation. And I think it's, it's probably made sense for the Wizards to make the move, but um, he definitely got to a better spot. So I'm glad for him, but this is going to happen a lot this year. Just the Wizards will have some non-competitive games. Um, they just played a lot of guys and made it a little bit more, more, um, kind of palatable at the end, but just, yeah, not, not good. And, um, I don't think the wizards are going to be able to compete with teams like the Celtics that are title contenders. So definitely a measuring stick game and wizards, uh, failed pretty badly. For sure. Chip, what are some of your thoughts on this one? This was a this was a restaurant quality ass whipping. Point blank period. This Wizards team came out flat. They didn't know what to do with themselves. They I there's nothing else you can say about that. The fact that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combined for 69 points, great number by the way, nice. was absolutely just insane to me. And they they just didn't know what to do. I watched this game until less than three minutes left in the game. I just was like, you know what? I can't watch this anymore because I just don't foresee a comeback. It was it was just it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Second straight uh, home game after they beat the the Grizzlies. They're going up against one of their bitter rivals, and they just could not deliver. And not only did they could not deliver, but they allowed the Celtics to come into their house, crap on the porch, and then say, okay, we're going home. Y'all clean it up. That was basically what this game was, was basically the Celtics just absolutely just demolished the Wizards. 
they demolished them. It was embarrassing. It was ridiculous. And they really need to reevaluate this before the next couple of games they have. Yeah, it's uh, pretty brittle. Aaron, any final thoughts on this one? Aaron? Oh, yeah, sorry. I was just watching that Lions <laughs> getting the sack. Uh, yeah, like, uh, oh, yeah. I think I uh, even though it may have been the right move to do the rebuilding trade just from, like, uh, for Porzingis trading him to the Celtics, just in absolute terms, the Wizards probably just got a really bad end of the deal as far as a talent standpoint this season and not really that much draft capital, just Tyus Jones, who's a nice player. But Porzingis, um, he was a leading scorer against the Knicks in a close win. And um, right now the Celtics, if you were to pick the top five best players from this game, they might all be on the Celtics, even though Kuzma had a great game. Uh, Drew Holiday is great. Porzingis is great. Uh, Derek White's really good. And, of course, um, uh, you got Tatum and Brown. And Brown, at one point, was outscoring the Wizards and um, midway through the second quarter. I think he had more points than the entire Wizards team. And he's earning that max co- super max contract. And looks like the Celtics, they're going to be in they, – I think they're better than Miami already with after that trade. But now let's just see how that Dame and – Giannis thing works out and maybe they can get back to the NBA finals. Yeah. Um, I just want to give a quick scoring update. Uh, the Texas game has gone final. Texas is now one uh, in Arizona, taking back uh, their home uh, field advantage. Uh, they won this game three to one. Um, so it's the first uh, world series game back in Arizona since I believe it's 2001 uh so interesting start uh there because uh, arizona had played really well in that uh game too um i thought i was pretty impressed with uh their their play for sure all right this upcoming week uh, we have got a game on wednesday 7 30 p.m against the hawks on friday we play the heat at eight o'clock uh so it's going to atlanta then to miami and then next monday uh the 76ers let's talk about another philadelphia team woo um uh seven o'clock uh game so that game will be over we'll be doing a post game uh but we'll give scoring updates uh in the fourth quarter as we did for tonight's game i hope that game will be a little bit closer for sure i'm gonna let each one of you guys pick one of these games uh tim i'm gonna let you pick one first i'll i'll, I'll go ahead with the hawks game um i think this is going to be a very tough game for the wizards uh hawks have been a playoff team lately still have Trey young um a lot of good players around them a lot of young talent there wizards um have played have played the hawks i would say pretty tough in the past five or ten years a lot of kind of divisional rivalries back when the wizards were better so um we've had some good matchups both in the, in the playoffs and regular season but i think the wizards are going to be big underdogs here probably take the loss. Um, but maybe they'll have a bounce back and um, have the, kind of the every other good game going on. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, all right, Champ, uh, between the Heat and the Sixers game, which one do you want to talk about? 
I'll talk about the Sixers because the focal point is definitely going to be Joel Embiid as well as James Harden if he is playing this game. Uh, I honestly feel like this is going to be a, a, a good litmus test for this Wizards team. They already showed that they failed one litmus test with the Celtics. Can they do better with the Sixers, with the 76ers, who are also one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so they need to be able to come out the gate strong, play very solid defense, and be able to put up scoring. If they are able to do so, they'll be able to win this one. They didn't have Daniel Gafford in this game tonight against the Celtics, uh, but hopefully they'll have Gafford back in the middle, and that matchup between him and Joel and B should be a very interesting matchup to watch. Um, hopefully they'll be able to get a win. I'm predicting a loss, but it should be a close loss and not a blowout loss. I will be pleasantly surprised if they beat the 76ers. Yeah. And Arun, uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, middle game against the Heat? Uh, The Heat have actually kind of struggled to open the season. They're one and three, but um, most of those games have been on the road. And this one's in Miami and Washington. I believe was 0-3 last season against Miami. Or no, they won one game. Sorry, they won the close overtime game that we went to. And the, But I just don't think the Wizards are going to... Uh, I think Miami needs to get it together. And if they lose that game, they need to sound the alarms. And I think uh, Miami's probably the most likely... I mean, they'll probably win the, that game. Yeah. Um, all right. It'll be an exciting uh, week. Um, I... So uh, the Lions are third in goal here. They're up 26 to 14 with 507. Again, uh, the, the Rangers did win that game and um, so did Boston. So I think we've talked about almost all the different sports that we uh, wanted to talk about today. I did want to briefly, since I've got Tim on, let me see if I can uh, swap out. I'm going to stop the screen share and um, put up the, um, the, NFL two. Yep, there you go. I have a Ravens graphic. Uh, so, uh, Tim, um, what were some of your thoughts on uh, this big game? I thought it was a kind of a rough first half, and it was a closer game than I expected against Arizona. Although we've seen Arizona already this year too, and I think that they're a tougher out than um their record would display. Um, but what were your thoughts on uh, this game overall? Yeah, I agree. Arizona plays really hard. They just don't have a lot of talent. Um, but pretty much every game they play their opponent tough until the second half, and then the talent gap just catches up to them. So I respect their their effort, and I, I like what their new coach is, is trying to build. I think they're trying to get USC's quarterback and tank and get the first overall pick. So, you know, they're – they're losing a lot of close games, but it wasn't a pretty game on the Ravens side. They, they didn't play nearly as well as last week against um, these Lions. They, so a little, a little sloppy on offense. Um, like you said, they, they struggled in the first half, although they, they had the halftime lead. I think the second half um, was a lot better, especially on defense. Um I heard today the Cardinals are benching Dobbs. He had two terrible interceptions. So that really helped their defense in the second half. Um, They let Arizona get a a two late touchdowns and an onside kick. So that it really wasn't that close. And a lot of betters were pissed because 
the Ravens didn't cover because of that meaningless touchdown. So maybe there's a conspiracy with FanDuel or something. But um, hmm. I mean, you in the NFL, it's so hard to win, especially road games. You can't complain about an ugly win. I mean, even if you're a good team, it's just there's so much parity. So I'm not going to complain like some fans, but I mean, I guess if you're a good team and you win and you play pretty bad, um, that's that that says something positive. So I'll just keep it to that. But um, hopefully next week Seattle's much better. Um, but it's at home, three straight home games. So I think they'll play better and um, hopefully sack a few more wins. Yeah. So the Lions missed a pretty give me field goal there to giving breathing yeah. life back into. Uh, the Raiders and the Raiders have a chance here. Um, they only have one timeout left. Uh, but um, yeah, that's why pretty... I lost this sentence because I saw that miss. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was a pretty bad miss because I, I thought it was a gimme field goal. But um, it'll, it'll be interesting for sure. Uh, Tim, who do you, who are the Ravens playing this week? Uh, they play Seattle at home. So okay, well, I hope you rough. Game. I hope you rough them up for us the following week. I guess. Yeah. Maybe um yeah some start, get get some starters out for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, it's been interesting looking at this pick'em uh this year. I just want to put up the stats there. Um, yeah, champ, you and me and Seth and Hurt are all tied. Let me see if I can put this up on the screen. Does it show up? Like oh, yeah. sort of hard to see, but yeah. Let me see. You can okay, kind of see you're, you're yeah. in, right. Yeah, there we go. We're in first place. So we're all tied right there. Um, all, all of us had the Lions, I think, winning this game. But, yeah, so me, Sith, uh, Champ, and Hurt all tied at 750. And then uh, Tommy Dykus, my father-in-law, and uh, Not Band 21, who was in, uh, on this show earlier, Dujanay, uh, is right there at uh, 740 and 730. So it's all close. And Arun is right there at 710, just uh, four wins back as well. So uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, doing Pick'em. I had my best week uh, of the season. I think I went 10 and 5. And if this game goes the the right way, it'll be 11 and 5. It's rare to get 11 wins in a week in this. Uh, so I'll take that for sure. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. I'm happy for the Ravens. They seem to be on a a good little run here. Hopefully they can continue that against a, a tough and very spirited um, a Seattle team uh, who you just never know what you're going to get from that team. There's just so much parity in the league that you just can't count anybody out anymore. Um, but uh, Tim, any final thoughts before we let you go? No, it's good to be back. And um just excited for our first uh, Should the Wizards Tank episode. Maybe it'll be <laughs> or very early this year. Yeah, for sure. I'll mention to break down these uh, three games next week and uh, um, also see how this World Series ends up. I'm happy. I know that you can't like Texas because they uh, def- they beat the Orioles, but I, at least you know that they're a good team. You know, it's not like you lost yeah, a team yeah. that's just like flamed out. Yeah. yeah. Lose so. to the get swept the next round so yeah so anyway uh tim it was great having you back on the show i'm happy that you had a great trip and uh, we'll talk to you next week yeah thanks guys have a good night see ya all right and arun uh, any final thoughts from you tonight uh no not really it's just good to see i guess max scherzer he got the pitch tonight he pitched well while he was in until he got injured but uh 
yeah, the Rangers with the win. And I don't, yeah, the Wizards, I don't even know if it's whether or not they should tank. They are tanking, and let's see if they can uh, turn it around. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, Arun, I appreciate your time as always. And um, um, I, I didn't ask everybody else uh, if they're doing anything for Halloween, but Arun, are you going to do anything? You're just going to give out candy. Um, Probably just giving out candy. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe impromptu parties. <laughs> nice. Yeah, 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 I um I did a crazy amount of activities um this weekend. We're really trying to maximize these costumes that our kids uh got. So we did um uh karate in costume. They did a burn boot camp in costume for the kids. We did a uh party the night before and then we did a um uh with like live music and they were dancing in costumes and then they also in rockville town center they did a uh, trick-or-treating thing with all the different shops so it's a lot of fun i'm excited for zara and zach to uh, get to do their first trick-or-treating together tomorrow uh that should be a lot of fun but i hope that you guys all have a great uh halloween and uh, rune thank you as always for being a part of this segment and we'll talk to you next week sure thanks for having me on all right so i'm gonna uh get a uh, rid of the Orioles graphic and bring in the uh, no spots. I think that's how you do it. Uh, there we go. And um, my cat is uh, wanting to be fed. Um, so, um, but Champ, before I get to feed my cat, uh, he's a black cat, so he probably should be fed before Halloween, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Champ, let people know what's uh, the big news in uh, the world of wrestling, maybe the top two stories. Uh, well, one of the big stories uh, in wrestling right now is that Brian Danielson, who just came back uh, from suffering a fractured forearm in ja- in June, uh, suffered a broken orbital bone this past Wednesday during AEW Dynamite towards the end of that main event match where he was teamed with Claudio Castagnoli against uh, Orange Cassidy and Kazuchika Okada in a very star-studded tag match. Um, they We thought that the, the injury was a work, but it was actually a real-life injury. Um, <clears throat> he already had surgery for it, and he's going to be out for the remainder of the year, uh, which is going to put his status as how he's going to move forward in uh, finishing off his full-time status as a wrestler that he promised to his daughter uh, that he was going to finish being a full-time wrestler next year. It's going to be interesting to see how he's going to uh, move forward with that. He's going to extend his time because he's going to take the next couple months off because of that surgery to uh, fix that orbital bone. Uh, but that's the main story going on right now is that he suffered that injury. And now it's the thought talk of that. The other big story is that, WWE two-time WWE Hall of Famer and former 16-time world champion Ric Flair is now all elite. He's going to be on the, he's going to be riding with Sting who uh, last week announced his retirement that's going to be taking place next year at Revolution and that Ric Flair who was the one that put Sting on the map in WCW, he's going to be at his side for that whole thing. So Ric Flair is not going to be in all in all elite wrestling which has caused a lot of controversy online because of the fact that uh he was originally supposed to be in all elite wrestling, but when they were negotiating him coming on board, the dark side of the ring episode that came out about the plane ride from hell, which highlighted Ric Flair legitimately sexually assaulting a stewardess came out and they said, 
okay, we got to back off from Ric Flair. We can't have him coming to our company with this out there. And that was about a year and a half to um, uh, about a year and a half ago. But now they bring him back. And it also caused a lot of controversy because of Tony Khan making comments about Vince McMahon's allegations of of sexual improprieties uh, literally two weeks before Ric Flair made his debut at All Elite Wrestling. So there's a lot of controversy with that. Uh, So those are two of the main stories in wrestling right now. And the uh, No Spots pod, in terms of No Spots podcast, uh, the latest episode is going up on Tuesday morning. Uh, it was late because when we got done on sun- Sunday night, I was so wiped out and tired. I didn't even bother editing the episode, but I edited it before this podcast. So it's going to go up Tuesday. So make sure you check that out. But this coming week, we're going to be uh, talking about the upcoming Crown Jewel pay-per-view or premium live event for WWE. They're going to be in Saudi Arabia uh, with some big matches there. So we're going to be, a, be previewing that, and then we're going to do our weekend review looking at everything up until uh, anything that happens before Friday. Uh, Impact Wrestling did not have an actual show this past week because of the fact it was a highlight show uh, for Bound for Glory, but they'll have a real show because they were just in the United Kingdom uh, for the first first time in a couple of years in a few years and so they're gonna have that going on so we're gonna talk about that as well and any news and notes that come out from this week as well uh new japan is currently in the midst of not only their super junior tag league tournament but also they had fighting spirit unleashed in las vegas on saturday which was a really 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 good event if you have it if you have new japan world you can watch it yes you'll be watching it with Japanese commentary if you have a subscription, but I think it's worth watching. Otherwise, you could pay $20 on Fight TV to watch it with English commentary, uh, where the new English commentary uh, commentator uh, made his debut. It was a really great show. We'll talk about all of that this coming week, and so make sure you check us out. Uh, we'll be streaming live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash truenospotspod. Make sure you follow us and turn on notifications to let you know when we go live, or you can listen to the audio version on our audio platforms by checking out sportsochp.com and clicking the partners button to listen to audio versions of our podcast. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, I highly recommend everyone to go check them out for more wrestling content. I know a lot of people on Twitch really like wrestling, um, so uh, I'll do the champ command one more time. Uh, but everyone should go and follow him. And um, uh, yeah, it's it's a really great uh, podcast over there. I learned all about wrestling. I'm kind of excited about this Crown Jewel event because of your show. Um, I think it'll be really uh, a cool one. Um I, I'm there's so many possible storylines that might come out of that uh, and going into that. It'll be uh, uh, I, I love that John Cena is, you know, coming back into the fold. Um, and uh, so I'm excited to see, you know, wh- what comes of that. And, um, you know, the I guess it's the heavyweight championship belt is going to be on the line. And so that'll be the, yes, the uh, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship is going to be on the line. Roman Reigns is defending right. against L. A night, yeah, and LA Knight has had this meteoric rise in WWE. Uh, after he was brought up to the main roster as Max Dupree, and after Vince McMahon got ousted because of what he had going on, and Triple H took over creative, they scrapped the whole Max Dupree thing and let him be LA Knight. And he's had this meteoric rise, he's not going to win the championship this coming Saturday. there's no way that they're going to do it. I just feel like they're saving that for WrestleMania or 
or they really want him to yeah. break that all time streak, right? Which will be sometime next year. Well, uh, no, they're they're definitely saving it for WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. A, a, a lot of signs point to they're save they're going to save it and have Cody Rhodes finish the story and actually win the championship that his father never won. Uh, they didn't pull the trigger this year uh, on 39, but I think they're going to pull the trigger on 40 uh, and have Reigns finally have his reign his run in at almost four years. But I think that's that's the plan. So, but I like the fact that. They have L.A. Knight positioned the way that they do and things like that because of I hope they shock the world and just just give it to him. I, I think L.A. Knight is so huge right now. I mean, how crazy would that be? Because everyone's saying it's really there's no way there's no way there's no way that would be the shocking twist that like. Well, yeah. Triple Triple H is the head of creative. Vincent Man was pushed out of dealing with creative by uh uh by the CEO of Endeavor. Uh, so it could be possible that they could pull a title change in, in Saudi Arabia, but I highly doubt it. But anything's possible. Yeah, for sure. I'm hoping for it because I think it'd be really fun to have Ally Knight and then Cody versus Ally Knight, you know, and we just I, I don't know, I think that could be an interesting matchup for for sure. But uh It'd at least be different than you know a rematch, and um, it, it would bring some different eyeballs. And because so many people are like, "There's no way that Roman can lose it now," and yeah, I, I'd like that to get proven wrong somehow. Yeah, just because I think for the brand, it's just it's gonna, kind of getting a little stale, you know. And I think yeah, if you're going to be the top market, I think that there needs to be some title shifting around at some point. I just. I don't know, but I, I get that I they're agree. trying to go for this storyline and this like the longest ever, but it's it's just getting boring, at least to me. But I'm not as like diehard and purist as you guys are, so you know, I, I'd be interested to see what you guys think about that. But um, this has been so, so much fun. Uh, we're gonna do a little bit of a, a post podcast wrap up and talk a little bit uh, about um, some other stuff. But I'm gonna let uh champ go because he's had you know a bunch of podcasts and a bunch of uh late nights and uh but definitely go check out the no spots podcast it's uh, a wonderful time um and we're also going to end our audio podcast of um on uh, facebook live and the audio one champ any final thoughts before we end that uh not really just you know take command beat beat the patriots on sunday on sunday uh caps 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 and wizards get you get your stuff together that's basically it and all, as always noki genio sayonara thank you so much champ yeah thank you everyone for tuning in for the audio podcast this has been episode 319 the halloween special caps hour commanders lose uh wizards and world series live uh stay tuned for episode 320 next week uh we'll be talking about the wizards uh, the caps and how this world series turns out as well and i uh, appreciate everyone for tuning in uh, we're going to end our audio and Facebook Live, and we're going to continue on Twitch, talk a little Halloween for a few minutes before we get out of here. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.